This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Ascension of the Lord A reading from the Acts of the Apostles In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up, after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during forty days, and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his thrones to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. All you peoples, clap your hands. Shout to God with cries of gladness. For the Lord, the Most High, the Awesome, is the great King over all the earth. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid trumpets blasts. Sing praise to God, sing praise. Sing praise to our King, sing praise. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. For King of all the earth is God, sing hymns of praise. God reigns over the nations. God sits upon his holy throne. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. What are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones? 
and what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe in accord with the exercise of his great might, which he worked in Christ, raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every principality, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things beneath his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We have an amazing set of readings today. Of course, we celebrate the ascension of the Lord and how important it is that we worship the risen Christ. And the first reading today is going to start from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 1. And we hear it right, right away in the first sentence, in the first book, Theophilus. So that sometimes raises a few questions on who Theophilus was. So uh, Theophilus could have been an actual person, uh, or also Theophilus actually means lover of wisdom. So I guess as we read this and you listen to this in Mass, I'm going to ask that, uh, try reading this or listening to this at Mass as if Luke were actually writing this to you personally. And and I tried that as I was preparing, and it really made it a different depth and, and angle on this. So I, I certainly like would encourage yeah. you to try that, because we do know through these scriptures that Christ did ascend literally. That mm-hmm. was eyewitnessed. And he will return literally, because we believe what he says. So really, this should give us great joy and anticipation. Now, we don't know exactly when this is going to happen, so... Don't worry about it. Let's just live joyfully. But <laughs> that's not necessarily how the apostles acted, was it, Carla? <laughs> not so much. Right, right, right. So in this in this reading, we're going to hear uh, the, the an account of the last conversation that the apostles had with our Lord before he ascended into heaven. And look what they ask him. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? You know, finally. Now, finally. <laughs> right, are we there yet? Yeah. Right. <laughs> After all they'd seen and heard, Jesus healing the lepers, restoring sight to the blind, and bringing the dead back to life, they still held the belief that Jesus' mission was to overturn the Roman Empire and restore leadership to the Israelites. So Jesus spoke clearly to them, and he said, It's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has fixed by his own authority. And then Jesus told them that they would receive power through the Holy Spirit and that they were to bring the message of the gospel to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. And this remains the mission of the church to this day. This is what we call the Great Commission. And we should all be active participants. You know, Kevin, there's this age-old question. 
And it goes something like this. If, a, if being a Christian was a crime, would there be enough evidence to convict you? And so here's a little list of questions I put together. You know, could your group of friends truthfully testify that they know you are a Christian? And how about your coworkers or the barista at the coffee shop you visit daily? And would there be any evidence in your bank account from transactions made to support Christian-based organizations? And how about entertainment? Would a history search of your laptop reveal an appetite for vulgarity and pornography? And what about your home? Does the decor reflect a Christian retreat, or does it look more like a godless abode adorned with contemporary pieces popular with modern-day pagans? You know, I can only hope that should the day come in my lifetime that once again, being a Christian truly is a crime, that there would indeed be enough evidence that I should be convicted. Yeah, very powerful questions. I Maybe maybe you should have been a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> very powerful. Thank you for those. Those are insightful to really reflect on. And we see here in the second reading, the same spirit as in the first reading. Of course, you mentioned the Holy Spirit gave uh, instructions in the first reading. In the second reading here, May you be given a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. And and I really like how this follows up with what you're saying in these questions. And, you know, this really is a summary of this whole Ephesians uh, three-sentence reading today. It really is an inspiring message. It speaks, I think, to the majesty of Christ. And not only that, I think it speaks to a reality uh, I believe it speaks to an objective truth. And it made me think about with objective truth, Sanity requires that we recognize both a natural reality and a spiritual reality in our world. So if that's what's required for sanity, I believe to reject parts of either is a form of insanity. Of course, I think we see that both in the spiritual and natural realms in our world today. We have to accept and realize that there is that natural reality and a spiritual reality. So In order to be fully sane, I think we need to have our hearts, the eyes of our heart be enlightened, don't we, Carla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, Jesus often used in his public ministry, he often used uh, the blind, you know, in his his, uh, stories, his parables and his allegories uh, that would refer to blindness. And Jesus taught that there is a kind of blindness that's worse than the loss of physical sight, and that is the loss of spiritual sight. And St. Paul experienced a temporary loss of sight in his tearing, terrifying encounter with our Lord, you know, but he, he regained it again. Mm-hmm. And But this imagery about being able to see with our hearts, that strikes at the very root of Christianity. Yeah, it sure does. And in the gospel today, we see how Christ uh, called the disciples to the mountain. Yeah. Well, these few verses, they kind of sum up the primary purpose of the church today, which is the same as the mission that Jesus Christ had. The mission of the Catholic Church is to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and a seed of the possibility of unity, hope, salvation, and holiness for humanity with her destiny being the kingdom of God. Now, the church has always held acts of charity as an important role in carrying out the mission of the church. Jesus himself taught us to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and care for the sick. And it's often through these corporal works of mercy that the church is able to touch the hearts of unbelievers and demonstrate to the world the limitless love and mercy of God that is manifested in the risen Christ. 
Yes, and talk about that risen Christ. Again, you talked about the Great Commission in the uh, beginning of our segment today. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that one God, that three persons in one God. Um, you know, making disciples through baptism is really the universal nature of God's salvation. And that Christ resurrection and ascension is what makes our our life in Christ so important. And I want to end today with a quote from St. Augustine. He says here, It is no great thing to believe that Christ died. Pagans and Jews believe it too. Everyone believes that Christ died. Christians' faith consists in believing in the resurrection of Christ. And that is our call today. Hallelujah. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.